series one, episode 13. Hello and welcome to our Plain Jane Huddles podcast, a space for uplifting, informative and friendly conversations with industry leaders and tastemakers who share our love and passion for the events industry. This episode was recorded on Instagram Live in 2020. So let's jump into our 13th huddle, where we chatted to Ruth from the Safety Geeks. Hi. So, hi Ruth, how you doing? All good, all good. Yeah, good. And we've got, we're good for, we can hear you and we've got a good internet connection, just kind of checking everything out. Have you got your cuppa? I went for a glass of wine, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tea, tea <laughs> Cup of tea, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Um, say again? I was going to say, and, um, and sweet, so. Night. Oh, cough sweet. Oh, yeah, bless you. I <laughs> know. Oh, well, hopefully your voice will last you through this, uh, our chat. So, That's why I've um, got them with me. Yeah, just keep shoving them in. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for joining. I'll just quickly just sort of like say hi to everybody that's joined us as well. Um, and welcome to our Thursday night huddle. Um, for those of you that are new, um, we do this um, every two weeks now. Um, and we talk to um, industry friends um, and partners um, and just share our kind of like love and um, of the industry and, you know, share support support um show support um during these kind of like crazy crazy times so um this week we have um the fabulous uh, ruth from sigma safety geeks um who we've been working with for a number of years now um and they are just basically everything about health and safety so ruth do you want to introduce yourself a little bit about um sigma safety yeah so i've been doing health and safety for about six years or so and I've been working for Brian and Sigma Safety Geeks for the last four years. Yeah. Um, we do all sorts of events. I suppose the easiest way of doing saying it is we do Edinburgh Fringe, down yeah. to Boomtown, down to London New Year's Day Parade, Amazon Summer Party of course, <laughs> and, um, to Stonehenge uh, Summer Solstice where we're all over the country, events large and small. Amazing. So the last, well, the last sort of like nine months, 10 months or so must have been just really different for you guys. Obviously, um, you, I know that you do a lot of festivals, a lot of big public events and things like that, as well as well as the odd kind of like corporate private party. Um, so it must have been a really strange year for you, very different to what you're used to, but, you know, no less kind of serious from a health and safety perspective, obviously. Um, how's the year been for you and, and how has how it sort of changed to what you would normally be doing or acting? Um, I, well, I was furloughed until the middle of um, August. Yeah, um, really. okay. I've, so I've been doing as many courses as I could possibly do to, uh, you know, up, upskill myself yeah. and also to keep a track of what's going on with COVID. And um, was that, in terms of your sort of, in terms of your training, did you do things outside of kind of um, health and safety or did, was it all around kind of health and safety, just getting, making sure that you were totally kind of up to scratch? Um, it was yeah, it was all to do with health and safety. Really, it was just um, it's a it's a good time. Normally, I'd be too busy. Apart from uh, I think it was usually like October and maybe mm. February are, are quite quiet, so there's not much chance to to get anything done. So True, I, did, yeah, yeah. I did use that time as wisely as I could. Um, yeah. And then we, uh, Brian kept didn't didn't go on furlough himself. He he still had quite a bit of work coming in through various okay. partners because lots of our clients have other aspects to them as well as events so that sure. he, and lots of our partners that we work with did project management for hospitals and things like that for additional spaces yeah and, and schools and stuff so um because of that he kept busy but then we started doing socially distance events from august really and that's when i came back off furlough okay there's enough work for me to do 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think furlough has been a godsend for most small yeah. businesses around the world. Um, so um, we, we've definitely been utilising it as well. But And it's great that you are back and you're, you've got some events to do. And obviously health and safety is kind of like one of the key elements of any event. Um, and now more so than ever, in, just with a slightly different kind of like take on it. Kind of. Um, so in terms of kind of like just that everyone is just a little bit confused in the event industry. It's all a little bit kind of like the new regulations after the new announcements. What can you do? What can't you do? Um, is there anything that you can just say to us just to kind of like clear anything up just initially from that point of view from a health and safety and what we're allowed to do from an events perspective? Um, as long as you can still uh, get a license um, showing how that you are upholding the four licensing objectives. Yeah. Um, therefore, so public safety um, includes all of the COVID stuff. So if you are providing a space with enough space enough room for people to social distance to do all their queuing socially distance enough clean enough um, ways of being hygienic and, and mask wearing and now it's table service and instead of queuing for your drinks and stuff like that as long as you can put all of that in place working with your local um ph phe so they can see your documentation see your what you're doing mm -hmm. um, there's no reason why events can't happen um, we've 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 done a few events, some for up to a thousand people um, over the last five yeah. weeks. Can you um, can you talk us through some of the events that you've been working on? Because I know you we were chatting earlier and you you're, you've done quite a lot around around the UK, kind of like you had uh, Manchester. A lot of them being public events, right? So yes, um, yeah, street parties. So Manchester, you had the the Social Avenue Winter Series. Is that right? Yes, that's so that what was, was that? For, that was for five hundred and fifty people a day. Um, and that was two clear, large clear span marquees with no sides, so it was still outside, okay. but it was covered um, on a car park, so it was a hard, hard standing. Yeah. And everyone bought tickets of up to six um, and had their own pod, and then they okay. could go and get drinks. They had to wear masks when they weren't in their pod. Yeah. So if they were going to the loo or going to, going to buy drinks, then they had to wear a mask. But otherwise, when they were in their pod, they were with their friends. They could have their yeah. drinks and dance. And there was enough room to dance in the pod as well. So with okay. a DJ on a bit of a stage. So yeah, um, that's yeah. been quite popular. Um, it recently it stopped because it got quite because uh, I think the PHE were concerned in Manchester about the rise in cases, which we've seen has continued since that started and it stopped okay. two weeks ago. Right. Um, but, but, was but it an ongoing it, event then? Was it an ongoing yeah, thing over it, a few it weeks? Every, it was every weekend since the end of July. Oh, right, okay. So there, there'd been no problem with, because um, we had truck and trace going on, there'd been no uptick of COVID cases happening because of the event at all. Okay. So uh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, because if there'd have been <laughs> any fun. kind of pattern, they would have told us. Um, yeah. and, and we, you know, we would have been notified and we would have had to have notified all of our clients, all of the guests that came, but that's never happened. So it, the, event, the event themselves never caused um, yeah. a, a spread of COVID. So. But I guess that's the thing, if that's the key, isn't it? If you can really be COVID safe uh, as much as poss physically possible, then as there's no reason why these events can't actually continue um, if everybody is respectful of, of, of the rules yeah. and, and the regulations, you know? And we were talking yeah. earlier, it's about not just being respectful of the regulations, but also the people that are enforcing it as well. And then if we were all a little bit more respectful of those rules and regulations, I feel like maybe maybe we'd be able to do a few more events and we'd be able to open it up a little bit more. Yeah. But I feel sometimes there's, a, there's a certain groups of people maybe that aren't being respectful of those rules. And so it's almost like this kind of like canvas of just kind of like, well, we're just not going to allow any of yeah. them. But it, it's easier. It's easier for the for PHE and councils to say no than to say yes. But it, it really does need um, guests or ticket holders buy in into the whole yeah. of it. 
Yeah, so if, that's... If, if there's no buy-in, then you end up with a, a COVID um, unsecure event and that's the last yes. thing that you want to have on your hands. It is, definitely. And that's one of the things that we're struggling with. I mean, as we're hearing and what you're obviously, the things that you're working on are all public events and all really quite big events, aren't they? Sort of 500, 1,000 people. Yeah. And when it comes to our sort of slightly smaller um, corporate or private events, it's actually, um, it's the fear of people not coming, not showing up, or their friends not feeling comfortable coming to these events, which is really sort of um, stopping our clients from wanting to do a, a real live, you know, face-to-face events, which yeah. we're really struggling with at the moment. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a fear thing, isn't it? So people not, not, not sure what the safety rules in place are gonna be, I guess, um, uh, which is really stumping our industry at the moment. So what are the, uh, what are the other um, events that you've been working on? Something in North London you had as well, the Pub Project. Yeah, so that was another outdoor space, but the, without the covered marquees, it was literally a field, uh, very much okay. more of a festival vibe. Yeah. Um, bunting galore, basically, making, yeah. making the pod areas and a big stage for the DJs to be on. So we worked with another production company and um, they brought in promoters each week. So it was a different crowd each, okay. each day. Sometimes it'd be a different promoter on the Saturday and the Sunday, or they'd yeah. have two days. Um, so, so it was getting the, the promoter each time to be to, to have that buy-in because if the promoter had the buy-in then their crowd would have the buy-in as well yeah um, because yeah. they'd have it and again it's, it's, it is that constant pushing pushing it forwards um and the the, the last so that was a thousand people six to a pod stay in your pod don't dance in the aisles don't mix your pods um lots of security but only as a courtesy level just to just to keep people remembering that what they're supposed to do because as you know mm-hmm. alcohol tends to make people forget <laughs> forget a little bit <laughs> yeah so, but, but, you know generally generally speaking everybody did behave and yeah. you just have to remind people can you go back in your pod and stop dancing in the aisles and get back in your pod it became a bit of a mantra for yeah i bet it did i bet it did i mean you 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 work on quite a lot of the festivals in normal years don't you so you're normally a kind of like a um what's um how is the vibe different between the sort of like the festivals like you know with like that the one you just did the north london kind of like pub festival and then for example one of the big festivals that you work on normally in the summer what was the difference in vibe here um it it, well it was the it, it was there wasn't really much difference in the vibe for the people who came because once they got in okay. and got used to it, they they, yeah. they really enjoyed themselves. And when they were leaving, cool. they were just so pleased to be able to go out and yeah. see friends and, and yeah. dance and have DJs and just have a good time. Cause be not social, yeah. yeah, real life so, social. We are social people. We we yeah. need it. Um, yeah. But I think that the difference is we'd be looking at crowd control in a very different way at a festival where you've got 60,000 yeah. people and it's about mass movement. This is just about, yeah. can you stay in your pod? Can you stay two yeah, meters absolutely. apart? In the, in the yeah, absolutely. You can understand why kind of like, you know, um, the big chill and um, Glastonbury and people didn't go for a COVID safe option this year with the number of people. That would have yeah. been an absolute nightmare. Yes, yes, it, it's, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think you can... Do you think? You can't, I don't think you could, I mean, you could do a smaller scenario. So Shambhala did a camping weekend. Okay. Um, and I, I didn't go, I, but I posted it and a couple of friends did go and they absolutely loved it because it was all about the camping experience with a bit of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. But more subdued and more for the experience of camping somewhere and doing glamping okay. and, and just having, you know, there was a bar there, of course, and but the, it, it wasn't the huge crowds down to see 
a, a band. It was music was on, yes, and and social. And you were with you were with some friends, just in yeah. a small group, and enjoying the atmosphere and the experience, yes. rather than it. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. A, di a different type of experience. I think that's what's kind of like interesting about this kind of like time at the moment is like whilst it's all like awful and it's really sad and it's kind of devastating on on the event industry, there is some real creativity coming out as well with people trying yes. to kind of like find a way through this kind of like COVID like nightmare and um, trying to make still make some money and and you know Emma's just asked what what are the pods like you know are they actual pods are they worked off areas and actually there are some really creative options like you know things out there we've just we've seen loads of pictures recently you know of people with like little mini greenhouses little mini igloos and um, little stages and you know with, with all, like all cool cushions on it and everything you know like really kind of comfy what sort of stuff have you been kind of working with this, um, well, I think to keep costs down, because um, unfortunately for the promoters and for the production company, they were having to invest quite a lot of money to be able to produce the event for a very small amount of people, really. Yeah, sure. Uh, so there was no, you know, normally you wouldn't have to provide all of the, because every, every pod had a picnic table or there was deck chairs or bean yeah. bags or whatever. So people had a yeah. seat, so there were six seats in each in each one. Okay. And so, so the infrastructure for what it was was huge. So they, they used um pedestrian barrier, you know, the half yeah. light, low, low yeah, barrier yeah. and and stakes and bunting. So that it wasn't just a metal I'm sure you saw the one in Newcastle where they had just pet uh, scaffolding to make a an area where you could sit and it looked Oh really? Very, no, I didn't very, see that. Yeah, it looked very stark. I mean they got a stage and, and they got to see bands and, and you know, it was an event and they got to hang out with their mates in their pod. But it yeah. it looked quite stark, so to, to get away from that, they used an awful lot of bunting and didn't use so much metal, so yeah. that it still it still had that nice sort of field vibe. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's it, isn't it? You're putting you're ploughing the money into the other, other other areas of it, like you say, like additional seating, additional toilets, additional hand sanitizer, all those sort of yeah. things. So actually, the creative side almost sometimes like drops off the the, the radar a little bit, doesn't it? Kind of just it, trying to yeah. get them. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even the, to the you know the toilets, the touch points, the door of the toilet had to be cleaned in between each time somebody used it, and every twenty minutes they fogged each toilet so that it had a disinfectant each twenty minutes. Right. Okay. Um, so when you say fogged each toilet, literally it was like a, a sort of like a, a, a mister. A mister, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah. So yeah. It was, yeah. So just to just to do that, and there was a, more security than you would do normally, so that we had one per aisle, so they could introduce themselves when they arrived, so that then they had a face that they knew was going to come and say, "Can you get back in your pod?" Or yeah, there's, there's ten of you there when well, four of you have got to move. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a, a lot, a lot, a lot to think about, and a lot to control. That those, with, with yeah. the, even with even with, in your eyes, smaller numbers to what you're normally used to working with. But even dealing with five hundred, a thousand people, when you've got very strict rules to follow, it's um, yeah, it's, it's a challenge, no? <laughs> yes, I mean the the last week of the thousand people one was when masks had to be worn and it was table service. So we'd gone from a field where people were yeah. queued to buy their own drinks to suddenly having to do. I think there was hundred and twenty. I can't remember how many pods there were. It's like, oh, that many pods and we had yeah. to pick somebody per aisle to be able to go and get the drinks and do the drinks. Yes, so that's, drinks that's, now, that's now changed, hasn't it? So what, what could have been a standing thing now has to be seated in table service now, yeah. right? Even, even outside. Yeah. Even outside, right? So, which is yeah. why pubs and restaurants are allowed to operate because they're all seated um, and... Um, and and they, and and they have to be table service. Or can you go to a pub now? I'm not. I, I'm. I haven't been to a pub in London for a while. I'm not going to lie. In England, can you go to a pub and walk up to the bar at the moment, or do you have to be seated and then have someone you, come? You, you walk in wearing your mask. You see a table and you sit at the table, and they come and do table service. You don't stand at the bar. 
So why do you think, I mean, it's just not okay that you can't go to your granny's house to um, have a, you know, to have dinner with more than six of you, but you can go into a pub, into a room with more than six people in the room. Okay, they're not at your table. It just, just seems crazy, doesn't it? I mean, do you think this all makes sense in, in, from your perspective, from a health and safety professional? Does it make sense to you? So, so being pragmatic about it, um, yeah. the, the pub is a workplace. It's got a risk assessment. They've decided how many people can be in there, how far yes. away. They've probably removed some of the seating to create the social distancing they need to do. Yes. And there's a system in place. Whereas yeah. if you go to your friends for a barbecue and you all start having a bit of a drink and you enjoy yeah. yourselves and then it starts raining, but you've all, you're all a little bit half cut because you've been enjoying the afternoon. You'll all pile into the house. You won't think, oh, no, we can't have more than six people in that room. We're, I'm going to yeah. go home. You'll all pile in. And then you'll all, and, and on the contact tracing apps that they've got so far, the majority of transmission is happening in, in homes rather than in pubs or, yes. or cafes or events or anything like that. So even more, or even more than the workplace because yeah. people are more relaxed. Yeah, yeah, so, so I guess that, that totally makes sense. Unfortunately, that's why. Yeah, that totally makes sense. We've been trying to look at kind of options of doing kind of like um, with our, some of our clients. We did a poll recently on LinkedIn because we were trying to get some like just some information from our clients and from sort of like decision makers and stuff, certainly in the corporate world who might be, because the private world for us has pretty much, has basically dried up because everyone's just like, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to spend my money on this and people not turn up or friends not feel comfortable. So the private market for us is just kind of like all, all dried up for now. The corporate market, they're still kind of like, they're unsure, but they're really keen to do something. And staff are certainly saying, we just want a real event. We're done. We've got Zoom fatigue. We're done with online virtual stuff. You know, what else can you give yeah. us? Um, so we were just, we, we did a poll to say, you know, just a, a two kind of like option answer. Like, would you do an outside COVID safe um, sort of promenade style event? Um, or are you going to put your budget to something more like digital, virtual and, and keep going down that route? And we actually had surprisingly, um, um, the majority of people opted for the outside events now we yeah. don't know exactly you know who's answering all of these um answering these polls you know whether they're decision makers or not but the overall kind of consensus is that people are desperate to get back out there and do stuff if we can be code of covid safe yeah. what do you think about kind of us the event industry people like like plain jane putting on kind of like an event like a sort of promenade style event um with limited numbers and doing something similar to what you're doing but having them sort of moving around rather than just sitting in little pods do you think that's something that's um, possible for this winter? Do you think that's something that we shouldn't even go down? We, we should go down. Um, I think it's entirely possible. I mean, yeah. we, we've got we've got things lined up. I don't want to say what they are because some of them haven't gone public yet. But we've got events lined up. Yeah, um, coming up over Christmas and into the new year. Are they uh, all public ones or are they private corporate uh, ones? Well, some of them are ticketed. Okay, they're, they're private, but the public can get the tickets for them for some okay. of them and some of them are public yeah um but uh, i if you if you're providing enough space yeah. for the for, like i said before enough space for everybody to be uh socially distanced or so that it's two meters or one meter plus a mask because that that mm -hmm. is what the government guidelines are um and people are not aren't huddled in more than groups of six um then then there's nothing to say that you can't do an event even yeah. supplying food and drink to people because you obviously have to use disposables yeah. but you you could still using a covid safe uh, caterer and, and bar company you you could provide all of that and yeah. space and a cleaning company that's constantly doing the touch points and doing and the rounds yeah. yeah yeah if, you, if you've yeah. got all of that going on there's no reason why you can't do it yeah yeah 
yeah we had um, emma just said we had 85 percent saying yes they would definitely go for an outside event you know so yeah. um, it's definitely something that we're talking to our clients about and you know i think the the the, the fear at the moment is if at the last minute there was a lockdown another lockdown do you think just you know from a personal perspective do you think we're heading into another lockdown from your kind of like you know health so, and safety mind <laughs> so um i don't think we'll end up on a national one unless they decide to do one over the half term because it's school holidays oh yeah that, i heard that, about that, that yeah that's a that's a possibility and uh, yeah. all the children would be off school anyway yeah. um but if um oh, what was i going to say now i just sidetracked myself by talking about school holidays. Oh, not down. <laughs> so, down um, no, uh, so what somebody said on the TV today, I was watching the news and um, they were saying a lot of the jobs up in the north at the moment are not office-based. They're often um, factory-based or, or yeah. an industry where you can't work from home. So yeah. all of those, there's not the opportunity to stay away for the majority of the time and stay in your own home, which is why you've got higher transmission there. Um, yeah. So... Um, you know, where, where I live, we're well below the, the national average. There's, there's, there shouldn't be any kind of a lockdown down here in Kent. Yeah. Um, well, let's hope there's. Let, let's hope there isn't. Let's, no. I mean, we're, we're so we're heading into Christmas, and you know what would have been the sort of like the busiest season for most of us in the events world. Um, and um, but in terms of kind of like public events and things that people can go to, um, just kind of like as, as you would at Christmas, kind of like from your winter wonderlands to your ice rinks and things like that. Do you think all of those will remain open? I mean, is an ice rink an easy place to? To, to create to make COVID safe is winter wonderland an easy place to do it or do you think it's too much trouble and they'll, and they'll just say look we're just putting it off for a year i think winter wonderland said they're not doing it oh have they okay so yeah, confirmed. yeah i think they i think for the footprint they've got and what they would have as far as their market stores and and entertainments i don't think it's viable for yeah. the crowds that would be allowed to come through for, yeah. them, to, for them to put it on because of the yeah. amount of infrastructure and staff that they'd have to run it so I think they've decided just not to do it this year. Okay. They, they didn't Makes know, because everyone keeps saying the second wave is going to be massive. I and mean, we've just had 17,000 more cases reported today. So mm -hmm. that's 3,000 more than yesterday. So we are going up and they have said the second wave is going to be potentially higher than yes. before. So, we, you know, we just have to see if the measures that we're putting in place now will work. And I think that's why, because of the uncertainty for something that large that runs over such a, a bit large time span. I yeah. just decided not to bother. No, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But I guess something like a, um, an ice rink or something, you can really control the number of people and the, and the way that they're going around and bits and pieces. So potentially those sort of things will stay open. I mean, I don't know. You, I don't, uh, you can't control where people go on skates. On the ice rink? You mean have, what, have, you mean have one of those guys that used to have when I was like, you know, a teenager at the ice rinks in kind of Wembley or in Ali Pally and they're, with their big skates on. It's like, nope, you can't go that way. You can't. <laughs> Well, we'll see, I guess we'll see. So um, in terms of kind of like events then, you know, that, that can happen, what would you say are the kind of like the top sort of like few tips for a kind of like COVID safe event, the things that you've really got to consider or, or implement? It's cleaning regimes and, and space and yeah. working out the logistics of keeping your staff safe with where yeah. they're working and so that people can still enjoy free, free movement and free time whilst they're there. Yes. Um, you know, as much, if, if it's, it's like a Spiegel tent, you'd have reduced capacity, but and people sat down and table service rather than people being able to get off their seats mm. and go anywhere. And like maybe a one-way system from entrance through to where the loos are and then back round, you know, that, that kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and working I... it out to make it still a beautiful experience, but, but 
safe yeah a, a fun experience but safe yeah safe yeah. and fun which is which yeah. is where we kind of like which i think is where we come in from a partnership perspective when we work with you guys you know we come to you with all the kind of like the fun creative ideas and then you're like okay just got to look at this and we'll get the balance yeah. <laughs> let, let's make it let, let's say yes but let's make it exactly so i guess also in terms of it it's for home office and for events it's the kind of like whole hands face space isn't it that you were talking about earlier and that yeah. the government's kind of like main 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 um uh, uh message yes to everybody as, yeah. as much as i don't like saying it it's you know that that is the it's, you know someone someone thought about it when they decided to come up with that one how many people were sitting around the conference table would come up with that brilliant well look i mean it's we, we've been chatting away now for almost half an hour Ruth. I, I, who knew you could talk about health and safety for so long and i'm <laughs> I know that we have lots of health and safety conversations. So um, just actually, I wanted to ask you before we, before we go um, about offices. I know obviously we can't go, you know, we've been told now we were, we were gearing up to get back to our plain Jane office um, a couple of weeks ago. And then there was an announcement of kind of like, if you don't have to go to the office, then don't, you know, but if you need to, then do. So we've sort of said, let's just hold back for a bit longer, um, which is frustrating from our point of view. We want to be together as a team, but at the same time, just want to keep my team safe um, and comfortable in their environment. Um, but what sort of tips could you give us for all those listening for um, office safety? Um, so when it comes to offices, it's all about um, touch points, shared areas, high traffic areas, um, shared equipment. Don't have any. Um, okay. <laughs> Everyone gets their own mug, labelled. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and It will help on the washing up, you know, on the team washing up. You'll know who yeah. hasn't washed up. Yeah. And, and in, in your communal areas, people who use it need to sanitise before they use it and then wipe it all down and make it clean yeah. for the next person. And, and it's just being on top of all of that kind of thing. And, and, and like outside of where your toilets are, have your hand sanitised there. So when they touch the door, then, mm. they're, then they're not... Um, contaminating the door handle go in yeah. and then they can wash their hands and then they've washed their hands so that when they come out if you know they're, they're back yeah. to the, back to that um, yeah. it's, not, it's, it's slightly it's slightly OCD but actually that people who've got OCD these days are just like absolutely winning at keeping themselves safe aren't they really yes and, and th <laughs> yeah things like uh, wearing a mask in in communal areas at the moment and uh, people working side by side rather than face to face because then you're not right. blowing air towards each other oh interesting okay yeah, um, but HSE has got, um, if, people, if people can ask me if they want to, but HSE does have lots of free information and, and really easy to use PDFs if anyone needs to, yeah. to search anything out. Brilliant. HSE, that's yeah. their website. Yeah, yeah so health and safety executive, yeah. It, but yeah. just put social distancing in your workplace, COVID, and you'll yeah. get to the right information. And just like any event, whether it's public, private, or being in the office or being at your granny's house, it's about kind of just everybody buying in to the safety precautions that you're putting in place. And if everyone can yeah. abide by them, then then hopefully we'll, we'll be yeah. heading to a better place sooner rather than later. Indeed, even if they think yeah. it's a hoax, which some people yeah. do. Um, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. To, Conspiracy to... theories coming out of our ears, they, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. They, yeah. they, they, if, they, if they're in a workplace, they need to respect the workplace rules. Same for an event, yeah. same for somebody's house. You know, you, you, yeah. you, you, you respect what somebody else has put yeah. in place and you do that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you so much, Ruth, for joining us and chatting. Eight Health it's and Safety. Any of you that are, uh, you know, got any questions, just, you know, do ping them over to us on our Instagram or um, you, can, you can get hold of um, Ruth and her team uh, with Brian, um, uh, the Safe Sigma Safety Geeks um, on their website. What's your website address, Tan? Um, it's safetygeeks.co.uk. Perfect. Okay, lovely. 
Brilliant. Thank you for joining us. Um, enjoy your Thursday night. I hope your throat gets better and you feel better. Thank um, you. <laughs> and, and we'll see you really soon. Good luck with okay. all the rest of your events. Yes, and I hope to speak to you soon. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our chat. We'll be back next time with another brilliant guest and more in-depth chats with a glass of something in hand. So until then, if you'd like more information about us and what we do, head over to plainjaneevents.com or you can find us on Instagram at plainjaneevents. See you next time. Bye.